Are you feeling trapped? Do you feel like you've never learned how to take any time for yourself? And as a result, everything's just got a wee bit much, let's say. And then we often rely on outlets such as food because our brain power is totally used up by everything and everyone else we've had to prioritize that day. So what do we do? We resort to that outlet that requires no more effort. No brain power and has always made things easier. Well, what if you were to feel a bit more relaxed going into each evening? What if, by the end of the day, you felt that in some way, you had actually been true to yourself for once? Today I am exploring the principle of, quote-unquote, following your gut. Where it comes from, why we don't trust it enough, and why we should trust it a lot more than we do. Hello, Boblets, and welcome to episode 19 of the Bobby Nutrition Podcast with myself, Rob Hannigan, head coach and owner of Bobby Nutrition, where, yes, we're all about science-based nutrition, but what I really like to get to is you and how I can help you understand yourself just a little bit better. And how good does it feel when you just kind of let go, eh? Hmm? Feels, we've all been there. I'd hope, at least once in our lives, but doesn't it feel good? You don't do it often, but I think you know what I'm talking about. When you just said, fuck it, let's do it. Like a holiday or buying a house or... um, It doesn't even have to be that drastic. Just nipping out, dropping the work, dropping whatever is right in front of you to go and do something. And if that notion actually sits awfully with you, um, like, but what about responsibilities? But what about this email? I'll just do this first, and then we can go and do that afterwards. What about this? What about that? Well, what about it? What about it? Because I assume the, the what about it are these ramifications, right? But are they really the ramifications? Are they really? Or are they just a story of ramifications you're using to justify your decision to, quote-unquote, be responsible? Or dare I stay it, uh, stay the same. Where's your evidence? Where's your evidence of these ramifications? Where is it? Show me. Where's the proof that your life will collapse if you were to drop what you're doing and go for a bloody walk? leave your phone behind now let me be clear (laughs) there are right there are Um, so I'll come to um, you know going into each of these examples in more detail because nobody is saying always drop everything and never consider any ramifications right if that's what you're reading into this then more likely than not that's an unconscious bias driving you to see things that would suit your narrative Nobody's saying that. Nobody's saying that. At least I'm not. Because we live in the real world where there are ramifications, right? But that's where I think your responsibility lies. And when I say responsibility, 
What I mean is owning up to what are genuine ramifications or a story you're creating to justify the comfort of acting the only way you've ever known how to act. Or should I say react? I would always argue that that the the vast majority of the time it's going to be story based. Honestly, the majority of the time it's going to be story based. Because, you know, that's what our brains are there for. They're there to look at patterns. I um create this autonomy within our psyche. Um at the same time as prioritizing um the potential worst case scenario that's what the brain is designed to do so it creates those stories based on that with a little bit of fuel from your past and a bit of this and a bit of that a bit of creativity and there's your story and there's your justification not to do things and even further than that you're not even aware of this story you're not actually even aware of it because you don't even fucking consider going for a walk or having a spontaneous day off. Because all you've ever felt comfort in is pure control and structure, but you've never pulled it apart like that and said, I like control, I like structure. It's just the way you've always been. Um, it feels comfortable because you have a perception of control then. When actually, objectively speaking, of course you don't. Of course you don't. It might feel like control. An analogy I always like to use is, um, you know, when you're stuck in traffic and you can stay in the traffic that you're already stuck in and that could get you to the destination in half an hour. Or you can take an alternative route, which is actually going to take 45 minutes. So it's going to take longer, but you know, you're driving. So it changes the perception of the situation. It feels a bit more in control. And I would, I'd assume that a lot of us would prefer that route, even though we know it will take us longer. Because it's all about how we perceive things and how we prefer to feel. Regardless of the objective endpoint. So, if you were right and these situations, or, or more, more specifically, um, these stories that you live through to protect yourself and, and, and stay in the same position, not risking anything. If you were right, people wouldn't have lost their secure jobs and been furloughed through something like COVID. So, you know, I'm sure that's what you'll be saying on your deathbed, isn't it? I'm so glad I controlled everything. I'm so glad I, I dropped spontaneity entirely and, and risked nothing. Now, again, I, I am not saying drop your life, move across the world to write write a romance novel and <clears throat> excuse me and find love with with um a Colombian man like Colin Firth did with that, that Portuguese lady in love actually 
I'm just trying to help you realize that you're probably a lot more tightly wound and restricted by your automated patterns of perceived control that you're too scared to trust the inner child who just wants to let go for half an hour. And the reason I bring this up is because one of my guys raised a point um, similar to this in the in the Bobby Nutrition WhatsApp group. Let me let me grab my phone. Um, do, 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 and what she says, she'll be fine with this, I'm sure, because it's not it's not personal or anything. Um, right. Um, now this is this is what she said. Now I'm not working out at all right now. I was journaling about this tonight in brackets. Who am I? Crazy face, and have realised that at present. I feel like I need walks in nature and yoga, not lifting weights. I'm getting a bit woo-woo here, but I feel like I am healing myself from the inside. And at the moment, my body wants sleep, nourishing food, slow and steady pace of life. Whether I get to it is another thing, but I'm going to try heart, heart, heart. So that is her finally, finally, finally starting to let go of the unconscious shackles she's been bound by her entire life. She's only been with us for about a month, right? So a huge culprit behind a lot of this is an unconscious fear with a little sprinkle of ego management. Ego is there to stop us, right? And then it's a case of investigating. What is that fear? Why won't my ego let me drop what's what's in front of me to do something spontaneous? Or something that would that would soothe the soul? Is it fear of being wrong? Is it fear of what will happen if I'm wrong? Is it fear of displeasing someone? What would they think? And let's be honest, that really is what would mum and dad think? That's really what we're saying there. I think that more often than not, our value to ourselves is is tied in to getting things right in the role that we've found ourselves playing in life. And, and that role is very much for other people. As much as it is for ourselves, um, if, we, if we haven't done any deeper work, very often, we're unconsciously pleasing others to fit this role. So, so putting down the shields that we imagine protect us from any judgment is, in our eyes, setting ourselves up as sitting ducks. Right? It's 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 scary. It it is scary. But the reality is. 
um, coming back to the ramifications I mentioned earlier, you have little to no evidence of whether you are a sitting duck or not. Because you've always controlled it, or at least tried to. And the only way you'll find out is by dropping those shields and then giving yourself the evidence. That's it. That is it. That is literally your only option if you want to start feeling differently. Whether that be feeling differently in the long term or feeling differently in this very given moment. That's it. You can talk about it. You can listen to podcasts about it. You can listen to me. Um, You could read books about it. But until you actually drop the shields and step into that discomfort, you don't have any evidence. You don't know what's there. Now, this is much easier said than done. And in terms of... Well, when you approach this, that can the response can can manifest in a number of ways. You know, in terms of when I say the response, I'm talking about your ego's response or the bias that you have um, not to do things. It will it will sound like um, no, that's stupid. No, that's 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 wishy washy nonsense, or. Um, let me just do this first and I'll get to that later. If you start he- hearing yourself saying these things, it doesn't mean that you're, um, you really actually wholeheartedly believe in, in what you're saying in that given moment. It just protects you. It justifies you staying the same and not risking anything. So, So I think... A good way to approach it is to assess those ramifications and compare the the only two scenarios there really are. One, I risk nothing. I stay as I am in this moment, guaranteeing these feelings that I currently have, guaranteeing the outcome as a result. That's option one. And that can include the likes of reading about it and um, thinking about it. But thinking isn't doing. So I can stay as I am in this moment. I can stick to my, uh, my normal daily pattern of doing things how I've always done them, responding in the way I've always responded. And it will guarantee that I'm going to feel and be the way I am for the rest of my life. Or I risk something. I change something in my day. I throw some spontaneity in. And then the worst case scenario is I end up feeling how I feel right now. So you can either guarantee that feeling or have it as a worst case scenario with the potential And I would always argue likelihood of feeling better. There are your two options. 
They're your two options. You might, you might, you might feel that if you hear yourself saying, "Yeah, but if I risk something, actually things could get a lot worse." Again, give me your evidence that that's going to be the case of this specific situation with the specific people involved. Give me your evidence that it's going to be worse. And that's where it comes back to what I said earlier with regards to you taking responsibility for how you're reacting. Because the reality is, is that we can't actually know. I can't know the end, the end result. You can't know the end result. But you can either risk change or guarantee the same. That's it. That is it. I can't force you. Nobody can. Nobody can force you, as you've probably found for the last 10, 20, 30 years. So have a think. Have a think about um, what that might mean to you. How you can potentially implement that change in your life. Um, yeah. And then take take a little step. Take a little step into it. And then give yourself evidence that... Um, Stepping into stuff is good. Stepping into discomfort is good. You will have heard me say that. Motivational speakers talk about it. Quote unquote successful people talking about it. But yet you still haven't done anything. You see what I mean? Thinking about it and listening to it. It's nice. It's nice to watch in a film, but it doesn't change anything. And I, what I will say is that when you do it, Oh man, it, it feels better than it does when you watched it in the film. When it's you, there is nothing like it. Nothing like it. So take a little risk. Um, and until next time, Boblets, understand yourself a little better. <laughs>